Welcome to Wicked Crime, a Massachusetts true crime podcast. In this episode, I'm veering away from true crime and stepping into the creepier side of Massachusetts. And that's with the story of Spidergate Cemetery in Leicester, Mass, and how it might actually be able to transport you into hell. And how there's other places in Massachusetts that might actually be able to get you there too. Listener discretion is advised. When you look up creepy or haunted cemeteries, Spider Gates is always one of the main ones on the list. I've always wanted to go there and I finally got the chance to visit. And I've got to say that it wasn't as impressive as I hoped. I'd been reading about the cemetery for years and honestly, I thought it was going to be a lot bigger than it was. But I would still encourage you to go visit if you'd like because it's at least like an interesting little trip. Especially if you're not that far. It's located in the town of Leicester, Mass, which is basically right outside of Worcester, and finding it isn't exactly easy because it's not the sort of cemetery that you just drive into like most of them. It's actually located down this weird dirt and gravel path in the woods, and you need to park on a small dirt inlet on the side of the road across from this yellow metal gate that signifies the entrance onto the path. And if I didn't do research, I'm pretty sure I never would have been able to find this place because I was pretty certain you could just drive up on the road and see it, which is absolutely not the case. Because when you look up the address, it says it's on Earl Street, but that's actually the dirt pathway that leads to the cemetery, which I'm assuming is some kind of road listed. Like if you were to look up city ordinances or zoning, it would probably come up as a road. It's not an actual road you can drive on. Nor would you want to unless you had like a four-wheel drive vehicle. But anyway, the road you need to park on is Mainville Street and I would never visit at night because I'm a baby and I'm scared of getting in trouble all the time. But if you were to visit at night, I would recommend that you don't park right outside that yellow gate because cops do patrol it at night and obviously it's illegal to be trespassing there after dark. It's still maintained by a quick group called the Worcester Friends Meeting, and they're pretty adamant about being respectful, and I think that the place is probably monitored, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's trail cams somewhere in there. I didn't see them, but I wasn't looking for them either. And on top of it, Kettle Brook runs beside the cemetery, and it's part of the 4th Worcester Reservoir, and so the Water Department, I think, keeps tabs on it too, or maybe that's why the cops also keep an eye on it. Because down a path beside the cemetery, there's these cement blocks that say no trespassing property of the Worcester Water Department. And so I didn't trespass. I didn't go past them. I think I would if I would if I went back again because I doubt that there's like a cop waiting behind a tree in the woods to come and get you for trespassing. But there could be cameras, like I said. I don't know. But the moral of the story is the place, though it's open to the public, is somewhere to be careful if you're going to go visit, especially if you want to try and go after dark, which I wouldn't recommend anyway. And even once you walk down the wooded path to get to the cemetery, there's a sign up and it says to treat it like you would any cemetery that you had loved ones buried in. And I think that that's pretty understandable. 
Don't be a jerk. People are buried there. If you're going to visit, be respectful about it. But why is Spider Gates considered such a terrifying cemetery? Why exactly did it gain this reputation for being a gate into hell? I think partly, in fact, you can chalk it up to local legends and just like small town mentality. Like everyone has these like little legends in their town that people tell through the generations that are spooky and fun. And, and I think Spider Gates is probably one of those stories. And there are a lot of really weird little things attached to the cemetery and the legends behind it. It's believed that the Quakers were actually the ones who started the devil worshipping here. But I find that hard to believe. The Quakers were actually a little ahead of their time because they believed in equal rights, spiritual rights actually, for men and women. And they were like early abolitionists and pacifists. And their name came from the intensity of their worship. So they literally would like tremble in the word of the Lord. And I'm going to actually be posting a link to some information on them from history.com. I'm going to post it on my website, which is wickedxcrime.wordpress.com. And some of their history is kind of interesting. It's not the most vibrant thing to read about, but it was the Quakers who founded Spidergate Cemetery. I think it's hard to believe that they would be these secret Satanists, but I guess you never know. The cemetery was founded in 1740, and the majority of the graves are from the Southwick and Earl families, and they were like big Quaker families at the time. And the graves are from all different points in time, and the most recent is actually from like 2010, so people are still being buried there. I'm sure it takes special permission to be laid to rest in the cemetery. Maybe you'd have to be um, part of the Worcester Friends meeting or like a relative, someone buried there to get it, I'm not sure. But it's actually a very small cemetery, and from all the stories that I'd read, I'd pictured it a lot bigger. As far as the gates themselves, I'm going to put a picture of them on the website so you can see them. But there's a couple different stories I read about where they came from, and it's just one example of, like, not all the information adding up about the story of Spider Gates. So one of the legends is that a kid hung himself from a tree right inside the cemetery, and his family commissioned the gates in the 1950s as a tribute to him. He was apparently an artist, and the gates were supposed to represent the myth of Arachne because he and his family were Greek, and that's why they looked like spider webs. But I also found that they were made in 1895 under the direction of the Pliny family, and the metal was meant to look like sunbursts, but over time people decided they looked like webs because that's probably creepier than a sunburst. But honestly, if you look at the picture, I would lean more towards sunbursts too and not webs. One of the gates was said to be replaced because it was stolen, but other than that, they're original. But some people have remembered them as having stone archways at one point, but there's no good record of that, so we're not sure. Once again, kind of unclear about where these gates came from or what they might have looked like originally. I do lean towards the Quakers making them in 1895 because, like a few things in the story, it's never really been proven that someone hung himself there, so that very well might not have happened at all. And you'd think there'd be a record of that happening, but as far as I know, there isn't. Just like how supposedly a young girl was murdered and found in a cave somewhere near the cemetery, but there's no record of that either, and no one has ever found the cave. There's like weird little rocky places that maybe someone could have shoved a body into, but not big enough to be considered a cave, I would say. 
And that's not the only other death associated with spider gates. Even though this other one didn't happen in the cemetery, when you look up information about spider gates, it always comes up. So about a mile away on Sylvester Street, which is another weird dead-end road, there's an old root cellar where a body of a six-year-old boy was found beaten to death. He was apparently from the Nazareth home for boys and was killed by a 16-year-old. But other accounts say his body was found in Lynnbrook. So that's another thing no one really has information on. I didn't, couldn't even find a name of these two boys who were involved. So was there really a six-year-old killed? I don't know. And when you look into the cemetery, there's like a handful of blogs. And some of them have contradicting information. Like the thing about how the gates were made. But let's get into more of the legends and the weird stuff with spider gates. So once you get to the actual gates, it's said that the stones in front have runes etched underneath them. And I turned over one stone. I didn't see anything weird. And honestly, I think that this is one of the more far-fetched stories. I mean, a lot of them are far-fetched. But maybe at some point someone turned over a stone and found like a thing they thought was a rune or something that looked like a rune. And randomly, the story just took off from there. Because there's no details on what these runes are. And people associate Spidergate Cemetery with satanic cults. And runes aren't really satanic. They're pagan. And they all have different meanings. So maybe some poor witch lost one of her runes there one day. And started this whole legend. Who knows? Also the ground is supposed to ooze white slime or sludge. But I definitely didn't see that. And weird noises have been reported from the woods. But people think that it just might be mooing from nearby farms. But it's also right next to the Worcester Airport, so that's got to make some kind of weird sounds too, you'd think. Once inside the gates, there's the infamous hanging tree, which is directly to the left, and many people have reported seeing rope tied to it. I didn't see that when I was there, but that could just be a case of kids messing around and, and putting that there to scare people. Because even if you look up spider gates on YouTube, a lot of people visit there at night, and I'm guessing if you're a local, it's somewhere you go to scare yourself or like goof around or dare your friends to go to. But that's also where the satanic cults go to perform their rituals, apparently. And the rumor is that they have permission to be there from the Quaker group, but I really doubt that. And actually, Satanists don't really perform crazy rituals and sacrifice animals like everyone likes to think they do. But there is another story about brothers from a WPI fraternity visiting the grave of their founder there once a year at midnight to do some kind of ritual. Now that I'd be interested to know more about, like if it's actually true, if maybe it's some like story they tell at WPI and maybe dare people at night to go visit. Another thing you're supposed to do if you visit at night is visit the grave of Marmaduke Earl. So I'll post a picture of his, of his grave and you can tell it's pretty popular. The entire top is covered with coins and acorns and even like a little Buddha. You're supposed to walk around his grave at midnight and say, Marmaduke speak to me and maybe put your head on the stone and he'll talk to you. People leave him gifts, coins specifically for the ferryman when crossing the river Styx. And people say that Kettle Brook is actually the river Styx. I didn't try to talk to Marmaduke um, during the day because one, there are people around and I felt weird about that. And two, it just kind of seems disrespectful. Like anytime I'm in a cemetery, I don't like to like touch the stones or if they're flat stones, walk on the stones. I just, it's something about it doesn't sit well with me. But maybe if you go and ask nicely, he'll say something to you. Some of the other legends get even weirder and I actually like love them kind of. Like how allegedly there's a second cemetery nearby, but you can only find it once and we'll never be able to find it again. 
I don't think there's ever been someone that has proven this, but it just sounds like a really great story to me. Like, what is in this other cemetery? Is it a portal you stumble across and are only lucky enough to get out of once? I don't know. I think it would be really interesting to write about. There's also a pond nearby, which I didn't see, that if you drink from it, something bad will follow you home and you'll need the help of a witch to remove it. But I think just drinking from a pond is a bad idea in general because, I mean, have you ever watched Naked and Afraid? Yeah, it's, a witch ain't going to be able to help you. A doctor will. And the other legend that I find really interesting is that if you enter Spidergate Cemetery and have bad intentions, the gates will close behind you and you won't be able to get out unless you climb over the stone wall. And apparently it's an eight foot tall gatekeeper that decides if you're good intentioned or not. And I didn't see him either. I think I would have noticed if I saw an eight foot tall man in the middle of the woods. And I'm glad I didn't see him because he sounds a little creepy. One of the most infamous features in Spider Gates, besides the gates obviously, is what is referred to as the altar. It's in the middle of the cemetery and it's said to be the old foundation of the Quaker meeting house that was there. But I'm not sure if that's the case. There are four stone posts that mark it off, which I guess is where people say is where the meeting house was. But like I said, I, I'm not an expert in foundation and it just seemed like four stone posts to me. And the entire area is kind of on a little bit of a hill or the ground is a little bit raised up and it's surrounded by a circle of trees, which is kind of peculiar. It sort of reminds me of like a mushroom fairy ring. And, and the legend with that is if you step into the the circle of mushrooms, the fairies will whisk you away to their world. But it's just sort of weird that smack dab in the middle of the forest, there's this open space where the Quakers built a cemetery, but right in the middle of the cemetery is this distinct circle of trees. Unless that's what was a draw for them. Like it looked really cool and they wanted to build their cemetery there. But the main detail is that there's no grass in this circle of trees on the altar. There's a bit of moss and things, but it's pretty bare, and the cemetery is by no means lush with grass because it's very shady, and maybe no grass grows there because of the trees in that circle, which would probably make sense. But it's said that this is where the satanic sacrifices are made. And the thing is, I can bet that there were probably rituals done here at some point, whether they were meant for good or people trying to, to do something bad. With the reputation like the one Spider Gates has, I don't doubt that strange things have happened there that we don't know the stories about. I mean, place like that, people are going to go and mess around and do bad things. And, and besides just drunk teenagers, who knows what people have gotten and do. But one of the things Spider Gates is also most known for is being the eighth gate to hell. Even walking in, it's said that your soul is taken to meet the devil. Which hopefully mine didn't do that. I still, I feel fine. But if you read about Spider Gates, it's said that you're supposed to walk through eight different gates in the cemetery, and when you walk through the eighth one, you go into a portal into hell. And this is one of the reasons why I thought the cemetery was much bigger, but there definitely aren't eight gates there. But I guess it might also depend on what your definition of a gate would be. So I'm not sure how the rumor came to be, though, because there's only really one main gate and like one little open area in the back that leads down to Kettle Brook. But I do have a theory of my own, which might just make a good story, or it could actually have some footing. So if Spider Gates is the eighth gate to hell, maybe there's seven others in Massachusetts. And I did look into this because that to me would make a lot more sense than there being some kind of eight gates in Spider Gate Cemetery when it was that small. But where are the other gates? 
And that wasn't easy to find. I didn't find seven other gates into hell, but I did find two contenders that could be other gates into hell in Massachusetts. So the seventh gate of hell is said to be located in Athol, Mass, somewhere in the woods near the Mount Pleasant Street Cemetery. It's supposed to be very hard to find. Here again, we have a legend about a place where if you enter it, you end up in hell, and there's reports of satanic activity here too. A satanic cult is said to perform dark rituals in the clearing where this gate is located, and animal sacrifices as well. People have heard strange noises here, seen visions and ghosts of dead animals that were sacrificed, and I read in a few blogs that I could find, because there really isn't a lot of information about this gate to hell. But I guess when you enter the clearing, the temperature gets really, really hot. And this is interesting to me because usually anything involving hauntings, it tends to be cold, like the air gets cold around you. But maybe this is because you're not really being haunted, you're entering a portal in the hell, so maybe it would get hot, maybe that makes more sense. I also read there's a house not far from the clearing where the satanic cult used to live in, and if you find the house, it is very dark energy and the walls are stained in blood, all that good stuff. But this seventh gate of hell seems even harder to find than Spidergate Cemetery, so if you want to venture out, I would check out some of my sources to get a more clear picture of where it might be. But some people said they found a wrought iron gate that leads into the clearing and that's the gate to hell. Or that there's even other gates that could be considered gates into hell. Some that they think were destroyed. Um, I've heard that it's just a bunch of trails now you can walk through, so maybe it's it's really not that creepy at all. But I also read that the house that's abandoned now is actually the remnants of a hippie commune from the 1980s. So another gate to hell I found was one located in Mosley State Park in Newburyport, Mass. So that park was originally bought by English banker Frederick Strong Mosley in the 1860s and was this sprawling estate that his family lived on. Eventually in 1985, the state bought it for $5 million and turned it into a park. And now a lot of the original buildings are demolished, which kind of sucks because I guess there was like an entire castle there. And I'm a sucker for a good castle, but it's what happens. But apparently there are Native American burial grounds on the property. And that alone immediately makes me think the place has to be haunted. And not only that, but these mounds used to all be connected to each other. And over the years, parts of them were destroyed to build roads. So that seems not great. There's also a pet cemetery on the property, so we're really, like we're adding to like the the haunted checklist here. But people believe that the iron gate that once led to the family's mansion is a gate to hell. The legend is that if you drive through this gate late at night, you'll see the decapitated heads of a family, who I assume is the Mosleys, stuck on the spikes. There's also an old root cellar that's built into a hill that people say is another gate to hell in the park. But the park actually seems really interesting and pretty and it's much easier to go visit than these other two locations that are like buried in the woods somewhere. So I think it might be cool to check out. Unfortunately, I couldn't find any other gates to hell in Massachusetts, but honestly, there's legends about gates to hell all over the world. And I was just curious about how many we had here. And I think it would be a really cool story or legend that if you visited all these places in order, once you walk through the gates at Spidergate Cemetery, you actually enter a portal into hell. Not that I want to go to hell, but I think that the writer in me has already envisioned the Reddit no sleep post for that. So do you know about any other gates to hell in Massachusetts? I bet there's like a lot more small town local legends that just have never made it on the internet about places that are considered gates to hell. 
And also a gate isn't necessarily just a physical gate you walk through. It can be a lot of other things, an archway, a passage, a tunnel. I think, I think the, the term gate is pretty loose, honestly. And maybe there are a complete a gates to hell that will transport you into another dimension if you get it just right. There's a ton of really other interesting and haunted cemeteries in Massachusetts that would probably be fun to check out if you feel like exploring them. And I'm going to leave a link to that on my website too. And that could honestly probably be a whole other episode in itself, but I'm not going to do that. A few of the ones on there that are kind of cool are Oak Grove Cemetery in Fall River, Mass. And that's where Lizzie Borden and her family are buried. I think that's why they consider it haunted. I don't know if that really has some footing, but it's cool because we talked about Lizzie in the last episode. Also, there is the Rev Cemetery in Fitchburg, Mass, and I have been there before. That's where I went to school, and that is kind of a creepy cemetery. It's very hilly, because Fitchburg's hilly, and they say that that's a very haunted cemetery as well, and there's plenty others on that list, too. One of my personal favorites is here where I live at Springfield Cemetery, and if you're in the area, I recommend you checking it out if you like going to look at cemeteries like I do. It's very old and beautiful, and the gravestones and crypts are very cool. And it has a Civil War memorial and like a bunch of soldiers are buried there from the Civil War. So that's, that's cool. And it's probably haunted. Now I've never seen anything weird happen, but if anywhere's going to be haunted, it's somewhere like that. So thank you for listening. Sorry this episode didn't get up right away. Some weeks are just easier than others and I was on vacation for a few days at the Cape. So it messed things up a bit too. If you want to look at my sources, feel free to check out those on my website. Um, you can find me at wickedxcrime.wordpress.com. On Facebook, if you look up Wicked Crime, on you'll find my page there. It's Wicked underscore Crime on Twitter. I do encourage you to go visit Spidergate Cemetery, but just be respectful, which is what I would hope you would do if you go to any place like that. You can see pictures I took up on my website as well, and I'll put some stuff from the other places too. And thanks to my friend Ashley, who explored the cemetery with me. She was the guest host on the finale of last season. And maybe she'll be back on this season for a episode. The music from this theme song is by Kevin McLeod. As always, gotta mention Kevin. So take care of yourself. Look after yourself. Be kind. Be respectful. Don't get caught by police if you trespass anywhere after dark. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye.